You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Benley. And uh, we're recapping a a three-game set against your, uh, well, against the Cleveland baseball team, uh, the the soon-to-be Cleveland Guardians um, off day as well today. Today is Monday, August 16th, 2021. We got an off day today, so we're going to recap the weekend and then look at uh, some organizational roster moves that were made, because quite a few moves, to be honest with you. We had a pretty busy weekend with the roster. Uh, So we're going to go over that. Go over the weekend, kind of the, the feel of the weekend and everything. Uh, yeah, that'll be today's show. So uh, before we go any further, got to let everybody know to listen to Locked On MLB. Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please just call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at both the majors, both past and present, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. So subscribe to Locked On MLB on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Let's move in to uh, to the Tigers, the Tigres, as they were on Saturday for the one uh, for the one win that this team had this weekend. First off, it's just got to be said this was we dropped two of three, and it was still like one of the most electric weekends we've had in years. Like, and it wasn't it wasn't for the actual team, sadly. <laughs> I mean, like, it was, but it wasn't. Like, it was for Miguel Cabrera. Like, don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? Mickey's chasing 500. He's at 499. We're, that's that's what everyone, that's why the park's being sold out, and that's why there's a standing ovation with 30,000 people every time the dude comes up to the plate. However, it's cool because they're still all Tigers fans at the end of the day. They still want the team to win, even though they're there for Miggy, right? So it was cool. It was really cool. To see, I, I went to Saturday's game. I had the pleasure of going uh, Saturday's game with uh, with some friends. It was it was awesome. It was the biggest crowd Comerica has had in over two years. They said uh, thirty two thousand people. I mean, it was it was incredible. And and Miggy didn't even have like like a game, <laughs> but it didn't matter. Because we were all there and having fun, and the Tigers ended up winning, and it was a close game, and they and they pulled ahead in the bottom of the eighth, and it was just awesome. Miggy, Miggy had one hit, he had a walk and a hit by pitch, and also the hit by pitch, Miggy gets plunked. I ain't never ever seen a crowd that like like Sands Jim Joyce Galarraga call that might be the loudest booze I've ever heard in Comerica Park. Like I'm trying to th- like 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 Jim Joyce. Those were bad ones. That that's probably the pinnacle of booze in Comerica. I would say, like, I don't know, man. Like, like Grant Balfour. He had those like with the, him and the Vmart thing. Those were some pretty loud booze. I'm sure we had some loud boos on like some some ump calls and stuff, but the, they was crazy, dog. I, I highly recommend you go listen to the uh, to the the watch the replay or find the clip on Twitter 
of Miggy getting plunked because not that it's fun that Miggy got plunked, but the crowd's reaction is 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 immaculate. Dudes behind home plate throwing fists and, and screaming and, and pointing and oh it was just a stadium of booze. It was electric, man. It was absolutely electric. Such a fantastic game, such a fantastic time, such a fun weekend. Let's start with Friday. Tigers dropped this one 7-4, and it's crazy. Like, we had such a fun weekend, and we dropped 2-3. of three. And it just this this hunt for Miggy to get 500 is just so fun. And everybody's just there, and the, and the crowd is finally, we got a packed house again. It's just awesome, man. So so Friday, we dropped this one 7-4. Tyler Alexander start. Tyler Alexander is Tyler Alexander. He's not an actual starter. So, uh, yeah, that I mean, like, I, I don't even like doing analysis on Tyler Alexander. Like, what am I supposed to say? He's a reliever that they were trying to make a starter because we have such a bad injury situation that he has to. I, I, I'm not. There's no chance he's a starter going forward when people are actually healthy. I, I'm not even sure he's going to be on this team in, like, two years. I <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's not too much for me to analyze besides the fact that he went five innings and gave him four runs. Sure, man. Kept us relatively in the game, I guess. We scored four. He gave up four. I mean, sure. Jimenez comes in, gives up two runs. Neither of them earned. Horrible defense this weekend, by the way. Absolutely atrocious. We'll cover it more as a whole later, but horrific defense this game. Derek Holland comes in. He's been bad this year continues to be bad and then buck farmer goes in walks three people doesn't give up a run though uh did not put out the uh the a-team bullpen exactly uh so and we were losing we were losing and we, and we have like our winning bullpen and our losing bullpen um i it, you know what like like i don't know I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to lose that train of thought. Whatever. This bullpen still is... It's top-heavy. It do, it lacks a lot of depth, but it's top-heavy. Okay? that That's all that needs to be said about this bullpen. Um, let's see. Robson gets a start. He's looked absolutely, like, not prepared for this at all. He does not look like a major league hitter whatsoever. Which I, I don't have joy saying, but he looks completely overmatched and overwhelmed at the plate. He has not even come close to having a good at bat yet at the major league level. Like not, it's it's not even like oh, like he's you know, he doesn't have a hit yet, but it's like kind of unlucky or you know he has a couple of good abs like like just no like straight up almost all of his abs are three pitch strikeouts like it's it's rough so. Uh, I don't. I don't expect him to probably stick around too terribly much longer. Uh, what else happened in this game? Renato Nunez two homers. Renato Nunez gets recalled. Been been raking in AAA. Gets recalled and now is uh, is hitting hitting dingers. It's pretty much either a dinger or a strikeout. That's pretty much his mentality at the moment. He has a 200 batting average with a 843 OPS. Not not a whole lot in between there. But uh, but that is what it's been, and and he has been hitting. I mean, he hit two in this this Friday game. Uh, hit two in back to hit hit home runs in back to back games. On top of that, just just yeah. So you know, for sure, Miguel Cabrera over on Friday's game. Uh, Robbie Grossman and Jonathan Scope pros 
Jonathan, Robbie Grossman, by the way, OPS at 795, creeping up on that 800 OPS on the year. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's about it. Not not a super eventful game by any stretch, and and definitely could have been played a lot better. The defense is just atrocious. This whole weekend, the defense was an absolute train wreck. Uh, like I said, we'll get into that there at the end. Saturday's game, game I was in attendance for, game that we won. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Miguel Cabrera gets a hit and also is like within feet of 500. Hits it barely foul to right field. Uh, I almost had a heart attack in in, in the stands. Um, fun little fun little thing though. Uh, Jamer had a great game. OPS over 800. Jamer Candelario, by the way, you love to see it. Uh, Renato Nunez with uh, with a hit in this game. Uh, Eric Haas with two hits, Willie Castro with a knock, that's always, you know, something. Victor Reyes with another hit, OPS over 600 for Vic. And then Zach Short back in the majors after his short stint in the minors. Um, gets a hit, which is seems to be somewhat of a miracle these days. Um, but yeah, Willie Castro was putting on a, a display with the speed, by the way. Two stolen bases. Uh, scored on, uh, scored from second on like a single, really good on the base paths. Also, Willie Castro played left field for what seven innings, eight innings, uh, and, he, and he didn't. He made one really bad play. I, like he's just such a bad defender everywhere. He made one really bad play, but for the most part, he looked serviceable out there. I'm not sure we should be like, oh, you know, he's going to be the everyday left fielder or anything, but, uh, you know. He was, I guess, okay. I mean, like, this is also a team that's that's put Eric Haas in left field this year. Like, I, you know, the bar is not too high, but I don't know. This was a good game, though. This was a good game. We'll get into the pitching uh, after the break here, but first got to talk to everybody about Stat Hero. Stat Hero, did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Isn't that surprising? It is. It was to me. The game is rigged against you because you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and resources than you. See, they, they trick you. They're like, oh, it's 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 only you, and if you have the best lineup, you win. You're The best lineup, that you have to go against thousands, tens of thousands of other people. Stat Hero is truly 1v1. Here's how it works. So Stat Hero gives you the lineup, their lineup, and then dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner takes all, you have the advantage because they show you their lineups ahead of time. No one else is going to do that for you. So go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on. Go. Do it promise it'll be worth your while it's a it's a really fun time for real all right everybody we are back here for segment two of locked on tigers i'm your host scott bentley recapping saturday's game the pitching uh willie peralta was not bad 90 pitches and four and a third gave up three runs you know sure why not we'll take it got us a win he didn't get the win, but but the team won, right? That's all I'm going to ask for out of the people like Tyler Alexander and Willie Peralta. Just when they're leaving the game, we should be in a position to to compete still. And that's you know three runs and four and a third. It's it's far from good, but 
you know, with with, with putting out the A plus bullpen after, which is what they did, uh, the four best relievers pitched the the rest of the game. Sure, man, let's get a win, and that's exactly what we did. Funkhauser goes one and two thirds, two walks, one strikeout, does not give up a run. Jose Cisnero pitches one inning, gives up two hits, gives up a run. Uh, first two batters of the inning gave up hits too, and then was just kind of playing catch up. Didn't even give up uh, any other hits after those first two, but you know sacrifices and, and advancing runners and all that. So uh, runner came in to score. Then Michael Fulmer comes in, one walk but two strikeouts, and then Gregory Soto in the ninth. A very low stress inning for Gregory Soto it was awesome to see. Those are always fun. Uh, one inning, two strikeouts, just uh, just nice light work. Kind of a thing. This game was really fun, man. Like I said, it was the biggest crowd in in over two years, and uh, it was just awesome. It's awesome to be back in the stadium and, and see like a, a packed, packed house like it used to be back in the glory days. You know, um, Saturday night, just just beautiful, beautiful game. I, I had such a good time, and, and like I was with amazing people too, which which helps. <laughs> but it was, it, I mean, it was it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, Eric Haas came up clutch there late in the game. It, it was a tie game going into bottom of eight. And then Tigers took a lead, and Gregory Soto did the rest, man. Just awesome. Awesome, awesome game. And then the Miggy thing is so cool. You know, standing ovation every time everyone pulls their phones out and stuff. It's so cool. It's just it's just, the feel around Comerica is just so much fun, man. Even This is a team that's three, game, three four games under five hundred. And not going to be even close to the play. Like, we'll be lucky. Not lucky. It's going to take some work to get to even make this team a 500 team at the end of the year. And yet, you know, we got packed houses. And whether that's for one player or not, I don't care. It's fun. So fun. All right, let's get into Sunday's game. Uh, This was a train wreck. (laughs) If Saturday's game was fun, this is the opposite. This is this is could not be more more opposite of a feel. This was an absolute train wreck, an absolute disaster, and I I really barely want to talk about it. So that's why it's the last game, and and it's going to be a quick segment. Um, nice crowd again. <laughs> they were rather disappointed, but you know, decent crowd. Uh, Miggy goes 0 for with two Ks. That's the obviously the man of the hour. Um, everybody went 0 for, except for Harold Castro, who had one nice little soft line drive hit to right field to break up a perfect game by Tristan McKenzie. Um, Tristan McKenzie, first off, has absolutely dominated the Detroit Tigers in his career. He to the point where he was struggling at the beginning of this season, got sent down to AAA, and then got recalled to make a spot start against the Tigers in Comerica, and then got sent back down to AAA after. Like, do you know what the scouting report is of like how much you dominate a team for that to happen? <laughs> Unbelievable. So uh, he went eight innings, one hit, no walks, eleven Ks. And then Class A is a is a pro and, and came out and had a very nice dominant ninth inning to give uh, to give the Guardians the win here. Just uh, uh, and look, McKenzie's always had the stuff, and he's still young, and I think he's gonna spread his wings and, and actually 
to start doing really, really well against teams not named the Detroit Tigers as well because um, he's still a, a young, very young up-and-comer and, and has a lot of baseball left to be played in his career. He's a dog, man. He's a dog. He, he has nasty, nasty stuff, for real. Um, uh, and it's not just against us. Like, like I, I promise that this is, this is a sample size of his whole career, not just the games against us. He has a really nasty breaking ball. Solid life on the fastball, that mid-90s heater with some movement on it. He's a dog. And uh, I know people have concerns because he's a, he's a twig out there. Um, but he, he's the man. And he was certainly the man today. And, and I'm very glad that we did not get perfect gamed during a stretch of, like, the biggest crowds Comerica's seen in years because people are wanting to see Miggy and then we get perfect gamed. That would have been really embarrassing. So I'm glad we didn't. And then on the flip side of that, so, so we have us getting dominated offensively, right? Tristan McKenzie absolutely lighting us up. Uh, props to him, like I said, but he, he, he was on one for sure. Uh, and then on top of that, we have our pitching situation, which was an absolute utter train wreck. So Drew Hutchinson, for those of you who don't know, Drew Hutchinson hasn't pitched in the majors, I think, in three years. Uh, and and look, man, like like he busted his ass to get back to the majors. He did, and he deserves a ton of credit for that. And and he's had a, a respectable, I guess you would call it, kind of year in in AAA. Um, and the AJ said he wanted to give Mize and Scoobal extra days of rest from here on out for the rest of the season. And Tyler Alexander already pitched this weekend and Willie Peralta already pitched this weekend. And Matt Manning was not about to go on short rest. So what does that equate to? No one can start on Sunday's game against the Cleveland baseball team. So we got to reach into our bag of tricks, DFA Buck Farmer, um, there was some, I don't want to call it controversy, because like at the end of the day, Buck Farmer versus whoever else, bad bullpen arm in this bullpen. Bad bullpen arm in this bullpen. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell my brain's a little fried. Um, is, is like not the end of the world at all. Like this is very far from a big deal. Um, but uh Buck Farmer has had like a sub 3-5, I want to say, ERA since being recalled from his last DFA. Uh, so it was a little surprising that he's the one they chose. But at, like I said, I mean, at the end of the day, it's whatever. Um, I'll be interested to see what happens with the rest of his career. That'll be interesting. Uh, I, I would imagine he'll get picked up by somebody, but I don't know. Um, he didn't the first time. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, maybe the Angels. That's like my sleeper pick. I think he might go to the Angels. Um, okay, so Drew Hutchinson, back to the main focus of this, is not very good. Um, busted his ass, like I said, to get back to the majors. Deserves a ton of credit for that. Really a, a heck of a grind. Minor league life is a grind, and especially when you've been a major leaguer and then get sent down for years and years and are trying to work your way back. He deserves some credit, and he is going to get an opportunity to start again. He seems to be, a, again, they, AJ's made it clear, no exceptions Mize and Hinch are Mize and Hinch. Mize and Scoobler are getting extra days of rest for the rest of the season. So until Boyd or somebody becomes healthy again, Drew Hutchinson is going to be the sixth man in this rotation. Uh, he is he was not very good today. Yesterday, uh, one and two thirds, five hits, six runs. Only two of them earned three walks, one K. He wasn't great, but 
the defense was also horrific. Embarrassingly bad. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break. First, though, got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. You know Built Bar because I talk all the time about Built Bar. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor, cookies and cream. You can't go wrong with it. You can also get the mixed box, though. Two of each of the nine flavors, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Or today, get that cherry, get that mint brownie, get whatever, get the mixed box. It's also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. They also just paid for a ton of walk-on scholarships. They're just, they do stuff right over there. So go support them, go help them out. Also, it's just fantastic tasting, a great midday snack, lunch, whatever. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Also got to talk to everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all of it at BetOnline. So get all the latest nudes, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. It's promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up here, shall we? Dropped this one, like I said, 11 nothing. Uh, already talked about Tristan McKenzie. Was on one, was on pinpoint accuracy, amazing stuff. Truly was incredible all around. Um... We went Drew Hutchinson, Ian Kroll, Derek Holland, Erasmus Ramirez, Joe Jimenez. That's the that's the we're losing bullpen. Um, Ian Kroll also goes one and one third, five hits, five runs, only four of them earned. Uh, then we have Derek Holland, who went three innings and didn't give up any runs. So shout out to Derek Holland, Erasmus Ramirez, two shutout innings, and then Joe Jimenez with a with a clean, perfect ninth. Um, so the defense was horrific. The pitching wasn't good, don't get me wrong, but the defense was horrid this game. And the one play that was super controversial was the the and this was not um I don't know. This wasn't like like we lost by 11, okay? This wasn't like like oh my gosh, this play made or break the game or anything because it ended up not, but at the time it was a close game. I believe it was still 0-0. Was it the first run? No, I think it was one. It was a close game still. Whatever. There was uh, men on first and third with how many outs were there? With no outs. And uh, ball was hit to Jonathan Scope. And instead of going for the double play, which he was right at second base and, and pretty easily could have done, he took one step towards second, saw the third baseman break for home, and threw it home to Grayson Griner. Grayson Griner drops the ball, even though he was the runner should have been out by about ten feet. It was a beautiful throw, and and it was it is completely Griner's fault. Um, and the runner ends up scoring. Uh, so here's the thing: Yes, Grayson Griner should have caught the ball. 
Yes, undoubtedly. And and it should have been an out, and it shouldn't be a problem, and, and it should have been men on first and second. That run doesn't score with, with one out in the inning. The thing is, and hindsight's twenty twenty. We look back and we're like, all right, well, we lost by 11. We probably should have just forfeited the run and gotten the two outs. But uh, AJ kind of talked about it after the game. The infield was back. Cody Stavenhagen of The Athletic also brought this up. The, the infield was back. If they wanted to go home, the infield wouldn't have been back. AJ definitely wanted him to just turn the double play there and forfeit the run. And especially when you have Drew Hutchinson on the mound, a, a guy who is not a major league caliber starter in the year 2021. You need to get every out you can get. I, I don't because at the end of the day, even if Griner holds on to that ball and they and they get him, whatever, great. Okay, it, it's it's nice in the moment. Cool. We saved a run. But now you have first and second with with one out. And you have one out and two men on and still have Drew Hutchinson on the mound. Whereas you could have had bases empty, two outs, and forfeited a run. That inning could look a lot different with bases empty, two outs, instead of... I mean, obviously, it ended up being a run scored and we didn't get any outs and there was two people on. But but even if he catches it, you know, you still have two people on in less than two outs. That that inning could have been a lot different with bases empty and, and, and two outs. That's all I'm saying. Could have been a lot a lot less damage done. Um, Sands that play, though, just as a whole this weekend, the defense was absolutely horrific. Willie Castro continues to prove that he is not a good defender whatsoever. Um, uh, I, Victor Reyes, while he gets the job done, he looks like he's not pretty much any times a ball is hit to him in the outfield. Uh, Scopes, a solid defender at second, had that one play we talked about. Uh, the shortstop position continues to just be a revolving door of horribleness. And then Grayson Griner behind the plate is is not. I, I mean, this de- it was horrible. And then there's so many plays. I, I'm, I could do the whole 30-minute show just talking about how bad the defense was. But uh, nobody wants to hear that. So I'll just... We'll end it with the defense was absolutely atrocious. It was the entire weekend. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be addressed. And uh, just continue to give this coaching staff and A.J. Hinch props for making this team have the record that it does with the roster he's given because it's truly impressive. Only other thing I had to talk about is uh, the news that Riley Green and Spencer Torgelson were called up to AAA. I know we talked about it a little bit last week and how I kind of was going back and forth on it. And I was like, you might as well just leave them in AA for the year because there's only a month left in the season. Uh, they said, screw that. They've been dominating the last couple of days. You know, F it. Let's ride. And I love it. I, I have nothing against it at all. If anything, this just means that uh, they're going to be up next year, man. That's how I view it. I view this move as they're going to be up next year. And I love that. We bring in a big-name shortstop. We sign another starting pitcher. We call up Torque and Green in the middle of next season. Next year is going to be a fun-ass year, baby. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Oh, this team. I love this team. Love this team. Love the city. All right. Uh, Off day today. 
as you are listening to this on Monday, off day today. And then a series against the Angels. Three-game series against the Angels starting uh, Tuesday through Thursday. And that's uh, that's that's a kind of a look in the future series because it it is Mize, Scooble, Manning. Three days in a row for the the pitching matchups. Otani, we will pitch uh, will pitch against us on Wednesday, so that's fun. Just going to be a really fun, and obviously Miggy watch. Just a really fun one, fun series. So look forward to that. You can get all the coverage right here, as always. Before I let you go, check out Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, the Tigers, etc. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blot specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. So follow Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, thank you for listening. Hell of a weekend, hell of a week coming forward. Hopefully, we can get five fundo. We have a nice little show, nice little, nice little pop and bottles show after Mingy gets five hundo. Going to be a fun week. Big crowds will continue. I'll be at the game Tuesday. It'll be a riot. Yeah, I think that's all I got. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope, and I will catch y'all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.